welcome to the Turn Up the Volume on Your Voice podcast with Charlotte Foster. Turn Up the Volume on Your Voice is a podcast all about podcasting. My name is Charlotte and I've been podcasting since 2017. Before that, I was in radio. In fact, first time I went live behind a microphone was in 1998. Yes, that was last century. I love listening to podcasts, making podcasts and helping others make podcasts too. All through my business, Charlotte Foster Podcasts. I promise you I am far more creative when it comes to podcasting than I am when it comes to making up names for businesses. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of Turn Up the Volume on Your Voice. This episode is due to come out on Good Friday. So if Easter weekend is a special time for you, your family, your loved ones, then I wish you all a very joyous few days. If you're just celebrating a four-day weekend, do you know what? I'm down for that too. Four-day weekend, bring it on. I want to talk numbers with you today and some big numbers, in fact. We're going to be talking some pretty big numbers this episode. Surprisingly, not talking about my husband's age, even though it's his birthday this month. I'm actually talking numbers of podcasts. That's because it's been revealed by Podcast Industry Insights by Daniel J. Lewis. His website, yep, is in my favourites. Go to it now. Lots of details on there. But he says that we've now tipped over the two million mark for the number of podcasts available on Apple Podcasts. Two million podcasts. Now, this number, obviously, only shows the podcasts that are available on Apple Podcasts. So bear in mind, it doesn't include those podcasts not on Apple. I know that's really obvious, but remember, Spotify signed up plenty of exclusives recently, which means they're not on Apple. Others I know choose not to upload their podcast to Apple for all sorts of reasons. So the number of podcasts that exist in the world is likely to be different, but not so different that we're not going to pay attention to the fact two million podcasts now exist on Apple Podcasts. This huge number is the podcasts. It's not the episodes. So let's not even think about how many episodes are out there. It's the podcasts themselves. It includes podcasts that regularly produce content as well as those podcasts that, well, aren't regularly producing content. Maybe they lasted one, two, three episodes before Podfade hit and they were gone. Let's just take a moment to reflect on the Podfade podcast deaths. But saying that, if that podcast is available to listen to via Apple, it is on the list, no matter if the last time an episode was published was today or in 2016 or whenever. It doesn't have to be 2016. I just chose 2016 because I'm currently listening to a podcast series from 2016 right now. Now, I'll be honest, two million podcasts doesn't really sound all that impressive when you compare it with YouTube's um, 37 million channels. <laughs> mm. However, this time last year, you'll know I was getting excited because we just reached a million podcasts. So there's a clue. The number of podcasts has doubled in a year from a million to two million. Hey, I didn't get the maths prize for nothing. Well, I didn't get the maths prize at all. I just made that up. 
And think about it. This year really, or past 12 months, has really been the year for podcasts. A year of lockdowns, toilet roll shortages, and everyone now knowing what Zoom is. And out of these 2 million podcasts, though, only 37% are considered active. Now here, active is defined as any podcast that has published at least one episode in the last 90 days. Inactive is any podcast that has not published any episode in that same time. So there's around just over 740,000 active podcasts out there. Still big numbers. But being inactive doesn't mean the podcast is done and dusted and dead and pod faded into oblivion. It could just be that it was a planned series, only meant to have a couple of series, one series, two series, and it's done. It could be on hold because of all kinds of things like lockdown. It could be on hiatus for that. Or it could just be a podcast that just has occasional releases every now and again. So just because a podcast isn't active doesn't mean people aren't listening to it. Remember, I'm listening to a podcast series that was last published in 2016, 2017. So actually, four or five years ago, I'm still listening to it and it's still relevant. So don't think that because it's inactive, you don't need to be thinking about it. It's out there. People will still be listening to inactive podcasts in the same way we all kind of watch old box sets. I'm I'm currently, shows how up to date I am. <laughs> I'm starting at Stranger Things. My husband's just gone through all of the West Wing from start to finish. So just because it's not currently out there doesn't mean people won't be listening to it and enjoying it. So where do you fit into all of this? Well, if you've not got a podcast, you may well be wondering right now if you've left it too late. Numbers are doubling year on year. Bigger and bigger players are entering the field and so many more podcast production companies are springing up left, right and centre, right? Everybody is a podcast production company, it feels like at the moment. Certainly on my LinkedIn, I'm getting more and more connection requests from people who I either used to know from radio, people who've left radio, or just people who are just going, that's what I want to do. Younger people, younger people, I sound so old. But honestly, people are just starting this up as their thing, and it's what they want to do. More and more springing up left, right and centre. And let's be honest, audio is pretty darn cool right now. Just look at Clubhouse or should I say, listen to Clubhouse. And then you've got Twitter Spaces, which is Clubhouse for Twitter. LinkedIn have said they are going to be doing an audio only type thing, which is essentially Clubhouse for LinkedIn. So audio is big or is a buzzword at the moment. So some of these thoughts probably going through your head at the moment. The world and its wife has a podcast. So what's the point of you having one? podcasting. It's for the likes of the big boys and girls, the big studios, the professionals. How on earth are you going to make a difference? And how on earth do you even get heard in such a fast moving market? Heck, even if you've got a podcast and it's active, I bet some of those thoughts are crossing your mind too. It's crossed my mind. Honestly, I saw that at 2 million. I was thinking, hmm, where do I fit into this? How, how am I? What, what's the point? Almost. It kind of felt a little good, exciting, great, but also, oh, okay, this is getting serious now. So yeah, hearing that podcasts are growing and attracting so many people 
can be really exciting because look at this industry grow. It's going to be fabulous. It's going to be fun. We're going to get innovation from it. But also at the same time, it's a bit kind of, oh, I'm a little bit scared, a little bit worried about me and my podcast and what we do. So let's look at these thoughts one by one and figure out where we go next. So let's start off with, well, the world and its wife has a podcast now. What's the point in us having one? Where do I start with this one? I know we're going to start right back at the beginning in the planning stage of podcasting. You know I love a plan. You know I'm always going to bring it back to planning because you need to build your podcast foundations and understand your podcast. Part of this understanding of what a successful podcast looks like for you, exclamation mark, capital letters, very bold, and your measure of success is likely to be different to many of the two million podcasts out there. So your success is not going to be the same success as, let's say, me, for example, or let's say Joe Rogan, for example. Very different success measures, I bet we've all got. You might decide to use your podcast as a way to bring people into your network through interview requests. It's a great way to get to know somebody and get on their radar. Hi, my name's Charlotte. I do a podcast about podcasting. I'd love to interview you about your experiences with your podcast. Would you like to come on the podcast? Thank you very much. Boom, you're in my world. I contact you a little bit more. I'm in your mind. Great way of networking great way here's some and you send them your stuff that you've already done so that they can go oh right they get to know you brilliant i think it's a great way of networking and i think more people should do it but not in a not in a mean not in a mean way not in a slimy way that's the word we're going with don't do it in a slimy way don't be slimy it's grim you might want your podcast to be a way of showing off your authority So you might decide that success for you is getting speaking gigs because people have heard your podcast and they're ready to have you on their stage, whether that's a virtual stage or real life stage. Fingers crossed we're getting real life stages back this year. Your podcast might be a way for you to just build up that relationship with your potential clients, build up that trust, build up that authority with them. So getting people into your funnel is a measure of success for for you. And you need to be able to get people to tell you where they've heard about you. So did you listen to my podcast? Yes. And I bet most people will even start off contacting you. I've heard your podcast and I want to work with you. Words to that effect anyway. So success doesn't have to be about the numbers of downloads, the chart positions, any of that. In fact, I'm going to be brutal here and say getting a thousand downloads doesn't necessarily pay your bills. Getting a thousand clients, I mean, that would be a dream. Getting a thousand clients because of your podcast is going to pay your bills and then some. Getting two clients from your podcast is going to help pay your bills. Getting one client from your podcast is going to help pay your bills, right? A thousand downloads on their own aren't going to help pay the bills. It's vanity metrics. Yes, you should be keeping an eye on how your podcast is performing. But don't, whatever you do, don't get totally hung up on those numbers. Get hung up on what your success measure is and work on getting that sorted. So your podcast does have a point. Your podcast does have a purpose. 
as long as you've gone back to the beginning and you understand what it is you want to achieve with it. When you know what you want to achieve, you can then take the right steps to achieve it. So it doesn't matter if the world and its wife has a podcast. You have your point in having your podcast. And remember, you've got to keep your eyes on your podcasting prize, not anybody else's podcasting prize. Comparison being the thief of joy and all of that. Doing this and being consistent. Oh, we love that word. Being consistent will get you there. I'm going to do my usual reminder. One of the most successful podcasts I work on probably has the smallest audience that I've even seen. But the success measures we planned for it are being hit monthly. And anecdotally, the audience responding to our podcast is far better than we ever imagined. The response, honestly, we we get people getting in touch with us. It's just, it's one of my favourite podcasts. And like I say, probably has one of the smallest audiences. Now, a wise person who is going to remain nameless once told me about an interview they listened to on a podcast. Yes where the guest said something along the lines of, well, Beyonce didn't decide there was no point being a singer because there are already really good singers out there. Oprah Winfrey didn't decide there's no point being on TV because there's already some really good people on TV already. And that's a really good point. Imagine, right? Imagine they decided, well, there's already people out there doing what I'm doing. What's the point in me carrying on? I mean, you might not like Beyonce, you might not like Oprah Winfrey, but the point is, imagine if they hadn't. Now, obviously, I'm not saying you're going to be the next Beyonce or Oprah Winfrey, but I bet to your listeners, you are kind of the equivalent of Beyonce, Oprah, or whoever else you want to be. You are their rock and roll podcasting hero. So please, please, please don't think your voice doesn't have a place in the podcast world. If you've already got a podcast out there, you're part of that two million club, you'll have listeners. And don't you dare start with the, well, it's only a couple of people, Charlotte, because I've already told you about vanity metrics. Ignore them, ish. You are building a relationship with them. Carry on. Keep on being Oprah. Keep on being Beyonce. I am now singing Beyonce in my head. That's what that pause was for. So the next point, oh, but Charlotte, podcasting's for the big boys and girls, the professionals, the big studios, the ones that can do it properly. (sighs) That was a sigh. That was a big sigh because my response to this is they bloody wish. They wish it was for them. The big boys and girls have arrived at the podcast party. Absolutely. But you know what? They're a bit late, in my opinion. And you know, the people that arrive late at a party, they come in, they want to take over the decks and they want to play their tunes and it become their party. And you know what? Let's let them because while they're showing off in the main room, we're going to hang out in the kitchen at this party because the kitchen is where the best conversations happen because uh, you can hear them above all the noise. The kitchen is where the most interesting people hang out. Hi, you, you will always find me in the kitchen at parties knowing wink and of course it's where the snacks are too which is why i'm in the kitchen winner winner podcast party snacks for dinner but moving away from the podcast party analogy podcasting has always 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 had an element of diy to it and that element is going nowhere it's what people love about it the democratizing nature of podcasting which allows you and anybody else really to have a voice 
is going nowhere. Certainly not at the moment. Will something produced by the BBC or Spotify Studios sound a little bit slicker than what you're doing? Eh, maybe. But actually, I bet they're going to use Zoom, Skype. <laughs> Flashback to my BBC days when we used Skype for everything. Um, or ropey phone lines even to record audio at some point too. I bet they'll have that. I bet they do. Now, you know that the BBC, Spotify, all of those other big name studios, of course they've got the money to dedicate to their podcasts. Of course they have. But you know what they don't have? You, right? They don't have you. They don't have you with all your knowledge, your personality and your wisdom. And all of that needs sharing. The world needs to hear your voice, your thoughts, your knowledge, your personality, your wisdom, all of that. It needs sharing. So don't leave it to the big boys. And let's be honest, in those bigger ones, it is mainly the big boys. So don't. Let, let's let's push this out a bit more and have us saying our thing. And remember, if you're worried about what your podcast sounds like compared to what other people's podcasts sound like, in the big studios and all of that, there are things you can do to make your recordings sound as good as they can. From treating the room where you record, recording under a blanket, which is what I'm doing now. It's quite warm though. Uh, Upgrading your microphone or using different remote recording platforms so you get the absolute best, best, best quality. But don't worry about it being the best, best, best quality to start with. Just start. And I'll talk about that a little bit more now. Because the last point I want to sort of cover is how will I even get heard in such a fast moving market? There's just no point. And I get it. The fear of competing against so many other podcasts and especially when, according to the stats, more than 5,000 podcasts were added to Apple in the last day. 5,000 new podcasts have arrived since yesterday. That's a lot of noise to be competing against, right? But honestly, slowing down is the best thing you can do because consistency, showing up when you say you will, learning, making improvements, well, making mistakes, then making improvements, as well as being that podcast bore I always talk about, will pay off. I promise you, your podcast superstar them, right? It's unlikely to happen overnight. And I'm sorry, it's probably not what you want to hear right now. But we all know overnight successes tend to have had a fair few years of hard slog behind them, right? And podcasting can be a bit of a long game too, if you haven't got the backing of that big studio, if you haven't got the backing of a very big name celebrity to on your podcast, it can take a time. And you should give it time because it is well worth it. Teresa Heathwaring, who has the Marketing That Converts podcast, she says it took her nine months, nine months to see any concrete growth in her podcast audience. It just sort of stayed steady, steady, steady. Then at about nine months, just shot straight up. P.S. I love her podcast. You should check it out. But she had to put nine months of putting the work in before she saw any real growth. And let's be honest, do you genuinely, really, honestly expect that all you have to do is put one post on Instagram, write one article on LinkedIn, do one TikTok video, or one video on YouTube, a tutorial, something, whatever, and then that's it and the work's done? 
That's not how it works. You've got to keep showing up. You've got to keep building the trust and building those relationships. Now, I've mentioned you have to be a podcast bore many, many times. But honestly, if you want people to know about your podcast, you've got to tell people about your podcast. They're not just going to magically find it. You can do all the SEO in the world you like, but you can also just tell people all the time. You can do this just in real life, in conversations, but you can also do it on social media, on LinkedIn, on TikTok. Do a TikTok video. I'm all into the uh, reels and TikTok a bit at the moment. Uh, Do a video on YouTube. Hand out business cards when we can see each other again or virtual business cards when we can't see each other. Email your list. Go on other people's podcasts. Go on other people's videos. Facebook advertising is another way of telling people about your podcast. Hey, you could even go old school. Mm, old school, right? And um, and release a press release to your the local media or any specialist publications that would be particularly interested in your podcast. Don't be rude. What would Beyonce and Oprah do right now? They wouldn't be sitting at home not telling everybody about themselves and what they're doing. And yes, okay, they've got people to do all that now. Just humour me on this whole Beyonce and Oprah thing. It's sticking with me and I'm sticking with it. So my thoughts on podcasting being that fast moving world where there's new podcasts every two seconds or whatever and how you're going to compete with them is don't compete with them. Compete with yourself. Compete with making sure that what you've done this week was better than last week and what you do next week is going to be better than this week. Be consistent. Show up when you say you're going to show up. You are your biggest competitor in this world. Don't look at what everyone else is doing. Well, have a look and have a have a nosy around and see if there's anything you can steal. Be inspired by, sorry, not steal. Be inspired by. But don't look at their metrics. Don't look at what they're doing. I just want you to enjoy slowing down in this fast-moving world. If you're new to podcasting, take this time now while your audience is lower than it will be to learn, make your mistakes and find your style. Who is podcast you? Keep up the consistency, keep on improving and you will get there. As you have more episodes, your numbers will also grow because you've got more for people to listen to. So there are my initial kind of thoughts about how 2 million podcasts and how you fit into it and how I fit into it as well because it's it's about me as much as it is you, although it is all about you. There's a little bit about me. Over the next few weeks, I've decided that I'm actually going to be looking at podcast confidence. This is because I've had a few conversations with people about who want to start their podcast, but they're not quite ready or they're doing their podcast, but there's just a few things that are holding them back, either mentally holding them back or actually holding them back because they haven't got the tech right. They haven't got the kit right. They haven't got just the setup isn't quite working for them so they're, hold, it, they're holding themselves back so I'm going to be looking at podcast confidence because it is all about the confidence unless you are a cocky so-and-so which I'm hoping you're not I mean I can be a bit of a cocky so-and-so every now and again but I'm not a total cocky so-and-so but even cocky so-and-sos could actually do with getting a bit more confidence because cocky so-and-sos are usually covering up a lack of confidence if we're being honest. So confidence, we need more confidence. So I'm going to be examining exactly what I think podcast confidence is and how you can get it. Looking at podcast imposter syndrome and how you can overcome it, as well as, and this is the biggie, learning to love your voice. No. 
So if there is a podcast sphere that you have or something that you want to get more confident in, let me know and I'll get on it and work it on for an episode as well. And I also am starting a podcast confidence power hour. You can find it on my website and it's for you if you are struggling with a part of your podcasting. Whether you've started a podcast or not, whether you are worried about kit, tech, recording your podcast, your voice, your presentation, or as somebody said to me in in a conversation recently, oh dear Lord, it's everything, Charlotte. I mean, I can't solve every issue in your world, but you know what? I can get a good crack on it with your podcast, okay? So let's banish the podcasting overwhelm. You can find all of the details on my website, as I said, and don't forget to follow me on Instagram, Charlotte Foster Podcasts, the same on Facebook. On LinkedIn, I'm Charlotte Foster Podcast Queen. And if you want some cat photos, I'm on Twitter, um, at CF Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.